Shalom to all. Today's office is in Darmadav Samachavav. We are starting at the top of the daf with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Misha, Her Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Yerbi Yachmil, Mardachai, Ben Rabchayim, His Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Mishnah continues, Paischan, Biyam, Taibim, Shabbasais, will use Yantaf and Shabbos as a Pesach for a nether. Let's say a person said, I'm not going to eat meat or drink wine for an entire year. So we can tell him, we can make a Pesach for him. Do you know that it's usher to not eat meat and drink wine on Shabbos and Yantaf? You're not allowed to pain yourself like that. And if he says, I wouldn't have made a nether had I known that, so we can use that as a valid Pesach. Now, Barishana, originally, they used to say, those days, Shabbos and Yontif is permitted for him to eat meat and drink wine, but all other days, the rest of the year, it's usher for him too. Ajbar Bikivali made until Bikiva came along and taught, that in Nether, they got a heter for some of it, the entire thing is now mattered. And Kate said, what's another example of this? Amar, let's say, fellow says, I'm not going to benefit from all of you. So, if we have a heter for one of them, so then all of them in Mela are going to be mutter as well. However, now we have a few exceptions to this rule. Let's say he says, I'm not going to be nana from you or from you. So If there's a heter for the first person that had the nether made on him, so then all of them follow in suit and they're also permitted as well because all of them were contingent on him. Second on the first, third on the second, fourth on the third, so on and so forth. Whereas If only the last one has a heter for him, only he is mutter, but all the other ones are usher. Skip the parentheses, continue. Let's say he says, if he makes a nether to you carbon to you carbon, so he needs a pesach for each and every one of them. That's because in such a case he made an individual nether on each person. The Mishnah continues. Let's say a fellow says, I'm not going to drink wine because wine's bad for the stomach. Amrulai they told him, older aged wine is good for the stomach. So he not only has a heter for aged wine, he has a heter for all wine. Let's say he says, I'm not going to eat onions because they're bad for the heart. Amrulai, they told him, Halei ha-kufri yafalalev. Kufri onions are good for the heart. So, hotar b'kufri, he's mutter to eat kufri onions. V'loi b'kufri b'lvad hotar, not only kufri onions, el b'chal ha-betzalim, he's allowed to eat all onions. And my Zahaya, there's a story of it. Rav Meir, b'chal ha-betzalim, Rav Meir mata this person to eat all onions. Now, the Gemara just quotes the case in the Mishnah, hotar achren, ha-achren mutter v'klon asurin. If the last one got a hetra on him, so he's permitted, but everyone else that came before him is still usur. Mantana, who's the Tana of this Mishnah? Amrava, until a person makes an individual shvu on each and every person, this is really referring to the case after this in the Mishnah, where a person said, Lazak carbon, Lazak carbon, so would be Rab Shimon that we have to have an individual nether on each person. I think Mark continues explaining the Mishnah. We said, and it seemed from the Mishnah that the reason why the person was allowed to drink wine is because we proved that wine was good for him. He said that wine is bad for me, and we showed him that no, wine is really good for him. The Gemara asked, why don't we just say that the reason why wine is permitted is because wine is isn't bad. He said wine is bad. Why don't we just show him how wine is not bad? Why do we have to show him the positive that wine is actually good for him? We really only have to be countering what his nether was. So Amrav Abravav explains, The Mishnah is just saying that not only is wine not bad for you, wine is also good for you. And something similar we had said in the Mishnah, and it seemed to be that we had said in the Mishnah that the reason why he's allowed to have onions is because onions are good for him. The Gemara asks, with ra. Once again, why do we have to prove that onions are good for him. He simply said onions are bad. So we could show him how onions are not bad. But we don't have to show him how onions are good. So Ravaba, once again, Ravaba says, we're saying that not only are onions not bad, but they also are good for you. And moving on to another Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, we can make a Pesach for a person for his own honor and for the honor of his children. This is specifically referring to a case where a person made a nether that's going to make him divorce his wife so he can use himself and his children as the Pesach. I remember why we tell him, if you knew that tomorrow, 
tomorrow they would say about you. This is this fellow's habit. He divorces his wives. And on your daughters, they'll say, These are the daughters of women that were divorced. What did he see in their mother that he divorced her? In other words, they're going to say really bad things about you and about your kids. And if the fellow says, If I knew that that was the situation, I never would have made the nether. So that's a valid Pesach for the nether. And continuing, let's say the fellow says, I'm not going to wear that woman because she's ugly. Turns out that she's beautiful. Or he says, She has a dark complexion. I'm not going to marry her. Turns out she has a fair complexion. She's short. I'm not going to marry her. Turns out she's tall. He's allowed to marry her. It's not because she used to be ugly and now she became beautiful. She used to have a dark complexion and now she has a fair complexion. She used to be short and all of a sudden now she's tall. It's because originally the nether was a mistake. He thought she was ugly, dark, and short and it turns out that she wasn't. And Umay said there's a story with a person he made a nether from his niece and he's not going to get benefit from her. That's because she was ugly. And they brought her into the house of Rabbi Shmuel and he beautified her. Rabbi Shmuel told her uncle my son you made a nether from this woman? He said no not from that woman she's very beautiful. Rabbi Shmuel mattered the situation. And at that time Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Shmuel cried and he said, Really, Benais Yisrael, beautiful. Poverty makes them ugly. And Rabbi Shmuel, when Rabbi Shmuel died, the daughters, the Yiddish, they said, and they said, about Rabbi Shmuel, you should cry. It says about Shaul HaMelech as well. Now the Gemara has a question on what we just said. It seems to be that we're bringing a story which contradicts what we just said. We had said in the Mishnah that if a person made a nether that he's not going to marry a woman because she's ugly, and it turns out that she wasn't ugly, so he's allowed to marry her. That's only because she was always beautiful, implying that if she was ugly and she made herself beautiful, then his nether would be chal. But then the story of Rabbi Shmuel shows not like that. Rabbi Shmuel had taken a woman who wasn't beautiful and made her beautiful, and he said that the nether's not chal anymore. So it seems to be a contradiction. Sigmar says, no, we're really missing something, and this is what should be taught in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, even if she was ugly and she became beautiful, she had a dark complexion and she got a fair complexion. Kitsara, she was short of Anasas Haruka and she became tall, even so we could be Mata the Nether. And there's a story with a fellow that made a nether from his niece, and they brought him to the house of Rabbi Shmuel and he beautified her, and we know the rest of the story from the Mishnah. Now, Samachvav on the top, what exactly was this woman's issue? Why wasn't she beautiful? So Tana was taught in the Brayasa, she had a false tooth, and that false tooth made her ugly. And Rabbi Shmuel made her a golden tooth out of his own pocket. He used his own money for this, and that gold tooth beautified her. Now, Kishach of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel died, a certain eulogizer opened up and said, cry about Rabbi Shmuel, who clothed you, so on and so forth. And now once we mention this wonderful act that Rabbi Shmuel did, we have something similar. There was a fellow that told his wife, that you're not allowed to benefit from me until you give some of your food to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shemin. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda tasted the food. Amar, he said, in order to make peace in between man and wife. This is referring to a woman who's a saita. We suspect her of being adulterous. Amar Tayyot Tara says, Shmi Kedusha, my name, meaning the name of Hashem, which is written in Kedusha, should be erased on this Mayim Marim. That's what we do with the saita. We bring it to the base of Mikdash. We have a whole procedure that happens, and part of the procedure, Hashem's name is erased in water, and she drinks it. Now, this is Besafik. It's only a Suffolk. We don't know if this is going to bring about Shalom Bayez, but still, we erase Hashem's name. Vani, I, says Rabbi Yehuda, for sure, I'm going to bring about Shalom Bayez by eating this food, so of course, I'm going to forgive my honor and 
I'm going to eat the food. Now, Rabbi Shimon, light time. Rabbi Shimon did not taste the food. Amr, he said, Yamusu Kalbani Almana, all the sons of this Almana should die. It seems like he was giving a curse that she's going to become an Almana, meaning her husband's going to die and her children are going to die as well. And Shimon's not going to move from his place, meaning I'm not going to taste the food. It's a lack of covet. And furthermore, another reason why I'm not going to eat the food is so that he shouldn't be accustomed to making Nadarim. If I eat the food this time, he's going to make more Nadarim, and that's not Peseder. Another story, there's a fellow that told his wife, that you're not allowed to benefit from me until you spit on Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. She went and she spat on his clothing. This fellow had intent to degrade Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. And in order to degrade someone, you have to spit on their flesh, not on their clothing. He told him, spitting on the clothing of Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel is a great degradation for him because he's such a great man, so even that is considered degradation for him. And a similar story, who the Bitsu is a fellow told his wife, you're not allowed to have benefit from me. Until you could show something beautiful in you to Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. So he asked them, meaning Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi, asked the representatives that came to him to try to find out if she has something beautiful about her. Maybe her head is beautiful. They told him, it's round. So he asked, maybe she has beautiful hair. So they told him, no, it's like bundles of flax. So he asked, maybe her eyes are beautiful. So they said, no, they're round. So he asked, Shema is now nice. Maybe she has beautiful ears. So they said, nope, Kful is hain. They're double. They're huge. So he suggested, Shema Chaitmana. Maybe she has a very nice nose. They told him, nope, Balam Hu. It's closed. He continued trying to find something beautiful. Shema Sif Sif nice. Maybe she has beautiful lips. They said, nope, Ava is hain. They're very thick. He says, Shema Tzavara Maybe she has a nice neck. They said, Shaka Hu. It's short. He said, Shema Kresa Maybe she has a nice stomach. Tzava Hu. It's bloated. Shema Ragla nice. Maybe she has nice legs. Rechavis Kishel Avza. They're wide like a goose. So he asked, Shema Shema Maybe she has a beautiful name. They told him, Lachaluchas Shema. Her name is Lachaluchas, which means dirty or stained. So Amr he told them, That's something beautiful about her that they call her Lachaluchas. That's her name. Because she's dirtied with so many women. So the beautiful thing about her is that her name is very apropos to her. Misharion, he permitted this nether, meaning the nether wasn't chal, because he found something beautiful about her. And a final story. There was a fellow from Bavel who went to Eretz Yisrael. He married a woman. Amr he told her, Please cook for me a couple lentils. Now he intended for her to cook him a few lentils, but she took him literally and she literally cooked him two lentils. Rasachalai got mad at her. Lamachal the next day, Amalai asked her, griva, cook for me a measure of lentils, meaning cook for me a whole bunch of them. griva, so she literally cooked him a whole full measure of lentils, which is way too many. Amalai told her, go bring me two melons. She went and she brought him two lamps, because the word butsini could mean either melons or lamps. Amalai told her, zili Go break them on the doorpost. Hava Yosef Bava ben Buta Abava. Bava ben Buta, who was one of the G'daylam at that time, he was sitting by the doorpost, the K'dayin Dina, and he was judging a case. Also, she came, Vatavris Yosan al Reshe, and she broke these lamps on his head because her husband said, Go break them on Bava. So she thought he meant on Bava ben Buta. So Amrullah, he asked her, Mahadein Davdes, what is this that you just did? Amrullah, she told him, Kachtivani Bali, this is what my husband told me to do. Amr, he said, You did what your husband wanted. Hashem should bring forth from you two sons like Bava Mabuta. Hajar al Kharbil Yazar, Mazdar for finishing the ninth parak of Masachas Dharm. Just like we finished this parak together, we should be Zakhir to finish the entire Masachta together. And of course, all of Shas together. We're gonna stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.